Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. And if you're new here, I'm so grateful and happy that you found the show. I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women. And my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about diving into the root core issues that might keep us from living in that highest vibration, learning how to alchemize that, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be a human being. I am so excited for this episode today. We have Bridget James Ling joining us and I found her on TikTok probably a few months ago and her TikTok and the value that she offers to her community online is just next level. She really helped me to understand that I needed to be creating more educational content and providing just value and being of service to my community with you guys. And I have just seen that transform my life over the last three months. So I had to reach out to her to get her on the show because she just has so much insight for us that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. So we're talking about how money is energy. We're talking about building a business and living your dream life. So Bridget Ling is a passionate entrepreneur, business coach, and speaker who believes that money is energy and can be harnessed to create a life of abundance and freedom. With years of experience in building successful businesses, Bridget is dedicated to helping women achieve their dreams and reach their full potential. Through her coaching programs and community, she shares her knowledge and insights on how to build a thriving online business that allows you to live life on your own terms. Her message is simple yet powerful. You have the power to create the life you want and with the right mindset and strategies, anything is possible. So enjoy this episode. As always, let us know what you learn, what your takeaways are. Bridget's on Instagram at Bridget James Ling and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sending you a big virtual hug and I'll talk to you on the flip side. The first question I love to ask people is, do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to when you start your day? So I used to be obsessed waking up in the morning and journaling. And when I lived in Costa Rica, Helen, I would go to the coffee shop every day and be like, I have to journal and I have to write my affirmations and do all these things. And what I realized was I was actually an avoidant behavior. I was avoiding my business by doing these things for me personally. And so now today... In Thailand, my, where my boyfriend and I live, we wake up at 6 a.m. Usually when the sun's coming up, I will go make us coffee, froth our milk, and then we will go up to our rooftop or outside wherever we're living and talk about life. He's also an entrepreneur. So it's kind of like this in-house mastermind that we have together where we're both talking about business and God and what we're going to be doing And then usually what I'll do is I'll come down back to my office, put on like my branded clothing and put on some really good music, or I'm like a big God girl. So I'll dive, you know, dive into some God work or prayer, and then I'll just dive right in. And that's something just setting my mind set up that way. And then going right into work has worked for me for so long, every Mm. single morning versus journaling all day long when I was just avoiding it. Totally. Yeah. It sounds like it's a very organic kind of ease into your day with inspiration, connection, grounding energy. It's really beautiful. And when you say I'm a God girl, which I consider myself to be too, but I wonder what that means for you. How does that play into your life? 
So I used to be like, so what I would say, like PC on the internet, I would be like, you say universe, I say God, you say source. Like uh-huh. I, and I just go on the internet now and I'm so tired of filtering myself, Helen. And I'm just like, I love God. I love God. <laughs> so I go on the internet. And for me, that really means like higher power connecting with something that's bigger than me. And that has truly been such a big part of growing my business. There are many times where I have a huge launch or sign on clients or some miracle happens. And I'm just like, honestly, I have no idea how the F that happened, but I was talking to God the whole time and I asked for it. So (laughs) I'm going to equate it to that. Totally. I'm right there with you. I think what we're doing kind of, as we speak about this is peeling back the religious programming that sometimes comes along with the word God. I think that seems to be what scares people or maybe I'm projecting that, but I'm right there with you. I've shifted into talking to God openly in my mind out loud and it feels empowering and true. Yeah, absolutely. So can you walk us through like your trajectory to getting to this point? Cause I know you've had some quantum leaps in the past couple of years, and I just love to hear about your journey up into this point from wherever you want to start. Yeah. I mean, like, I think stories are so powerful, just powerful and helpful to hear other people's and learn from them that way. But back in 2020, I lived in New York and I made $50,000 a year. And this was my dream job. Like when I graduated college, I majored in dance. I was like, I'm moving to New York city, moved there, manifested that. And I hated it. I was uh, directing dance programs. I was then managing a dance company and auditioning people. And I hate it working for someone else. And maybe like you, Helen, or other people listening to this, you're like a natural artist, creative entrepreneur, like you're just a creator. And so when other people are telling me what to do, I'm like, WTF, get me out of here. And I just started to realize as I was building other people's companies through marketing, through charisma, through performance, basically, which I think is what business is, is I realized I can do this on my own. And so during when you know what was happening in 2020, I was like, I hate my boss. Let's go all in on this. Let's try this out working for myself. And so I hired a life coach. I didn't have that much money because I wasn't making that much in this job I was in, even though I was busting my ass, like working so hard. And I quit and I got all these online gigs And I was living in Brooklyn at the time. I had just moved from the Upper East Side to Brooklyn. And I was like, I have to get out of here. I'm going to book a one-month trip to Costa Rica. And I literally ended up never looking back. The second week, I met my now boyfriend in Costa Rica, who's also an entrepreneur. And I didn't return to the U.S. for almost a year. And when I did return, it was to sell everything I owned in New York City. I literally dumped like half my stuff on the corner in Brooklyn and people were just like rummaging through it. And I just watched my whole life that I had there melt away. And I started traveling and growing my online business. And so for the last two years of actually going all in on this coaching business, 21 and 22, I've traveled a lot, lived in Europe, hosted retreats around the world. And, and in 2022, I said, I'm going to make my old yearly salary in a month. And that happened. And that was really a turning point for me where I realized like we are raised in a society that makes you think that $50,000 a year is enough, that that is okay, that that is a dream job. And it just like breaks my soul, but also activates the crap out of me. Because if if I can make $50,000 a month, 
what the heck else is possible for you, for me, for your listeners. Like I just get emotional thinking about that. We can do so much more. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to start making that much money a month? Like what energetically shifted for you that even allowed that portal to basically open for you, if that makes sense? Yeah, it, it totally does. I always say making money is a self-love game. And so I, I geek out on strategy. I love building your product suite and teaching you how to sell and transformation and all the things. But the people that really love themselves, like you love your shadow side, you love your weirdness, you love the way you look, you're, you're always going to be golden because at the end of the day, when no one's watching, you love you. And so the, the times where I've jumped in income, where I've gone, like literally doubled the income from month to month, it wasn't more strategy. It wasn't even more action. It was me, me owning who I am and being okay with who I am. And then going on the internet and not just not giving an F and speaking about it. But to be honest, making more money doesn't like with more money in the bank account, I don't feel any different, but I do feel more in love with myself. That's the only shift. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that coming through you. Cause I found you on TikTok. I was telling you before we started recording something about <laughs> you was just so magnetic and you know, you're scrolling through so many people a day, but I caught on to your message just about, you know, you have a very straightforward and magnetic way of saying, guys, tell, teach, teach, get online and position yourself as an expert. And you completely changed my approach to my own social media. And I saw that change kind of overnight. So I, oh my God. Yeah. I want to go back to your point about performance <laughs> and being comfortable. So what do you think about all that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, Helen, like, <laughs> I know you're like in the performance realm too. I've already like stalked and listened to your podcast, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, I was afraid of social media before I had a business online. Like I was the girly that was like, social media is weird. I'm an artist. Absolutely not judging people. And I remember before I started the coaching business I had now, I was doing this fitness training online. I was selling these different supplements and I had to go live and I went live and I was shaking. I wore a turtleneck so that no one could see that I was breaking out in hives. Like I was like, please, no one join this live. It's just my mom and me on there. And to see it, like, I'm sure that live is still buried down on my Instagram somewhere to see the transformation from that to being able to even be on this call right now and feel confident in who I am or going on TikTok and saying the the crazy things I say on there is so crazy. So, I mean, but the truth is, is like the only way I got from point A of being awful on video and social media is treating social media like it's my stage. And I made this mantra in 2022, social media is my stage, which I think is so helpful for any performer who wants to post. And then, um, just taking action every day and falling on my face and getting hated on the internet and being like, well, that didn't work. Let me try something else and just learning as I go. Yeah, absolutely. I think you and I have this gift of having a background as performers because it feels like we know how it feels to get on stage and it's scary. So we know that we have to just show up scared and it will get better. But for people that don't have that background in performance, how do they get to flex that muscle and get comfortable? I think that everyone deep down inside of them has this, like, I call it's like a ball of energy and it's like a gut feeling of that. They're made for more. I really believe that. And whether that's like, you want to perform, you want to change the world, like you want to do it all. It looks different for everyone, but I believe that people want to be seen. And so 
if you don't have a background in performance or speaking on camera, can you first own who you are, press play, and just document your life instead of having to feel like you are performing? And so I talk about this a lot with my clients. Imagine that your leads or people on the internet were a fly on the wall. Would they still want to hire you if they were watching you and no one else is watching? And when you move from this space, when you press play or you go live on Instagram or TikTok or wherever, it's not fake. You're just being yourself and you're documenting your life instead of having to like, oh my God, what do I say? How do I sell? Which most people freak out about. Yeah. Oh, that reminds, that's such a great visual. It reminds me of this uh, comparison too. like, imagine you have a documentary film crew following you everywhere. And I, that actually made me think about this the other day. I was like, would I hire myself if I was watching mm-hmm. myself from the outside? And I was like, you know what? There are a couple of things I would change about my routines, how I show up, my health. Um, and then I would hire yeah. myself and that actually activated a shift. So that's a great comparison. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you talk about, which I love that money isn't real to get us out of the trap of like, you know, scarcity and everything. Can you expand a little bit more on what you mean by that? As money as energy, money, not being real. Yeah. And I didn't grow up with money. I, I grew up like very middle-class, like I had a great life. Like, I'm not saying like I grew up poor and, you know, I, I was cared for, but everyone around me, like I would, they had a little bit more money than us. And I feel like my family was like the redneck family of the neighborhood. We had like pit bulls and my dad was like bulldozing things in the backyard. And so I was raised very much so to work extremely hard. Like you, my mom used this mantra, you're going to make it happen. You're going to make it happen. You're going to do it. And so from a very young age, I've always had businesses and jobs and I've always worked so, so damn hard. And that translated into my adult life after college and moving to New York, where I thought making more money meant working more hours, getting more jobs. I worked part-time at a fitness studio in New York. I walked dogs, like any gig I could get in New York City. You can imagine I was doing it, but I thought I had to exchange time. And when I got into this online space and people started paying me to learn the lessons that I've learned along the way and to pay me for my wisdom and to pay me for my failures, I realized that wait, I do not have to keep exchanging so much time for money and there is another way. And I feel like no, I'm not blaming anyone, you know, in my life or particularly, but as a society, we are raised to think that we can only make a certain amount of money, whatever that is. And as I started on the internet, exchanging my energy, which some people will hate this, like they'll just be like, please, you know, like <laughs> you get it. And other, I'm sure your listeners get this. We're exchanging our energy. And so the more we can increase our perceived value on the internet by working on our inner inner selves, working on our health, making sure that we're being the mentor that we'd be proud of if our leads were looking at us, they were the fly on the wall. The more that increases our perceived value, which increases our energy. And then people want to buy you, pay you for that. And then it gets into this whole realm of like, oh my God, like money just doesn't even exist. What you're actually buying is air. Here's a really good last point on this. Um, I always speak with my clients and I'm like, money is air, money is energy. This is what you're selling. You're selling the value. And somebody commented on my TikTok 
thinking like they're going to be very rude or hate on me. And they said, you are just selling air. And I remember screenshotting it and saying, yes, yes, you get it. Like, <laughs> I was like, you get it. This is what is happening. But there's, there's no education about this. There's no teachings on this in when you're growing up. So I also understand why that can really trigger people from that place. Cause I've been there where I thought I had to exchange all my time for money. Yeah. So much juice in there. Yeah. It's, I think it's triggering because life is hard in that paradigm in that like kind of matrix oh realm. God. It's really hard, you know, to get up and grind it out and not have any spaciousness. So when you see somebody living oppositely and making money like Eric, it's like very, hard, yeah. but I think that's just leading into triggers our teachers. And we can learn from the people who are actually triggering that fear and showing us how to cross the bridge. Um, so the other thing I wanted to chat with you about is kind of like the glamorization of being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur. It seems like this dream that everybody seems to be having, but what do you find mm -hmm. you really need to have in your toolkit to have success as an entrepreneur and to really like make this happen for yourself, you know, taking the glamour yeah. away. Um, you know, what do people need to be ready for? I love this. This is such a good question. I think that you have to feel somewhere inside of yourself like you are the one. Like you're made for this. Like I don't like I always go back to like picture yourself as a little girl in her bedroom when she had all these dreams and you really believed that that was possible for you. You still hold that somewhere in your gut today. And so it's like Number one, you believe that those things that God, this is where I get into like God or universe or whatever put inside of you or you created, however that works for you. It's like, those are real and you are going to do those things. And so I find that really successful clients, entrepreneurs, they believe like they're the best of the best. Like they believe they're the best. They know they're the best. They act like it. They believe that they're the one. The other thing is, obviously resiliency. Entrepreneurship, I think there's like this huge wave, like you're saying, everyone wants to become a coach, but not everyone's made to be a coach or a service provider. And they're thinking it's a vehicle for freedom, but it's not. It's not. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of working with people. And so if you are someone who's super passionate about coaching, mentoring, being a service provider, serving humans and providing transformation, know that it requires a lot of resiliency a lot of triggers are going to come up, a lot of like people doubting you, people questioning you on the internet, you questioning yourself and being able to being able to have thick enough skin or just being able to move through it. And I think that's the power of mentorship, of investing in people and learning from other people that have been through it, those challenges that you're going through to help you pick yourself up. So knowing that you're the one resiliency and then something I preach on in all my programs is move and then the manifestation will happen. Take action and then it will happen. So many people waste time building their offers, building their plan to travel the world, building their retreat. I'm going to host the retreat this day. And the really successful people, they're building the ship while they're like walking it out to sea. They're creating the retreat while people are buying. Like they're building the whole thing as it goes along. They're not waiting, 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 waiting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just bringing up a, a thought. You know, I think when we talk about money and freedom and everything, people might associate that with, well, the only way I can ever make money is to be an entrepreneur. But I would mm. probably say, you know, that's not the case. There's so many ways to make money. And that's just another block to shift through that we don't all have to be entrepreneurs and coaches and everything. It's okay, you know, to work yes. a different kind of job and you can still manifest a really beautiful life. Would you agree yeah. with that? Let's talk about confidence. Are you finally ready to activate and embody your highest self? Are you ready to let go of those self-limiting beliefs and step into the woman you've always known you could be? If you are ready to fall in love with yourself, start trusting your decisions, have a clear vision on where you're going, reconnect with spirit, release the past, and overcome your doubts, fears, and anxieties, then hop on the waitlist for my one-on-one private confidence mentorship series. This is a 16-week program that I am so excited to be offering. I decided to make this a more extensive and a deeper container because I've seen the quantum leaps that the women in my current program are making, and I knew I wanted to take Take it to the next level. So I'm so excited to be offering the waitlist. When you join the waitlist, you get $200 off of enrollment. If and when your application is approved, I'm so excited to get to know you more deeply. You can check the link in the description for everything you need to know. And back to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. I do think that like, so, like somewhere inside of everyone is this desire, like I was saying earlier, to be creators, but maybe that's not you're the head CEO or you're the founder of the business. Maybe you're in that supporting role in that season of your life. And that's where you get to excel and you would go so much further or ascend or do, you know, break through so many milestones if you were in that supporting role versus being number one. And then maybe if you do desire to be number one at some point in your life, that season will come. Just like for me, when I was working my nine to five job, yes, I was miserable and I quit, but I also still had a really amazing life in New York city. And I don't regret any of any of that experience there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said something earlier, like people pay me for my story, my value, but they also pay you for your failures, which I really love how you said that because it's such a part of the process. How do you perceive failure? How do you move through those times? Oh my God. I was just talking about this on the Instagram live, like right before this, but like you cannot have the peak without the valley. You cannot have like the beautiful end island destination without going through this crazy ass storm out in the water while you're being the captain of your ship. And so now I've gotten to this level of self-awareness where when something crazy is happening in my business, I know it's an it's a gate to the next level. It's like a game. It's like, I've done everything on this level and now I'm at that like challenge on the level and that's what's gonna unlock the next one. There was a time in my business where a challenge would happen and I would just break down and I would be like, can I do this? Am I capable of this? And now I'm like, oh, okay, I see you, God. This is something for me to work through, to feel it out, to lean in, to allow myself to process it, whether that's spending time by myself, I love dancing and moving, connecting with mentors, giving myself space in nature, and then coming back in, into it. Like literally every time I let myself feel something, um, a, a massive breakthrough happens in business. So just leaning into it more. 
Yeah. I really appreciate you saying I let myself feel it instead of bypassing it or skipping over it or just stopping and seeing it truly as an opportunity. I feel like that is not just in business, but in life, if we can start to perceive life like that, almost in a gamified way, like you said, it's so empowering. And I found that when I'm in those valleys, that's where mentorship really helps. Even as a mentor, I wonder if you still hire people outside, but I, um, I found that that's where somebody can see your blind spot and just help you navigate it. So yeah. Mm. Do you feel that? you search for mentors still, or are you on a different trajectory now? Mm -hmm. Yes. I have long-term mentorship now. So I used to invest in like short-term containers and all of these things. And so now I actually have two very long-term mentors. One of them I worked with for a year and a half and one uh, for a year now. And I have found that the long-term mentorship has really helped me grow in business and in life because, well, it's long-term. It's like if you're in a relationship with a partner, they're able to see, excuse me, they're able to see your patterns. They're able to see where where your real gaps are, not just when you're working with them for a cute, shiny eight, three months and everything is good and everything's happening. But that long-term mentorship, you're able to, like you're saying in those valleys, they can call you out or help you move more quickly through them. Totally. Um, one of my mentors just asked me on my intake form recently, she said, what, uh, do you have anybody that would resent your success in your life? Or do you feel like there's any blocks to not allowing money to come in? Do you feel guilty in any way? And I immediately was like, yeah, yeah. There are a couple of people I'm scared to make money around because it's going to make them uncomfortable. Did you ever yeah. have a moment like that where you had to overcome a belief like that or put other people's kind of triggers aside? Like, what was that like for you? There was a time in my business where I felt so weird talking about how much money I made on social media. Like I was like, like, oh no, what are my high school, my college, New York City friends? And I came from the arts world where it's like starving artist central, which I never bought into that narrative. And I was like, oh my God, like, do I look like someone who all she cares about is money? And I really started to sit with this and study money. And like we were talking about with energy, and this is more about me and who I'm becoming and less about the mortal dollar in the bank account, but more about how many odds can I defy? I realized I had to talk about money. I realized that the less I talk about money, the more other women think it's not possible for them. And the more I talk about it and say, here's what I'm doing, here's the how, here's what not to do didn't work for me, here's how much money I made, the more women are like, oh, because she can do it, I can do it, I can do it as well. So I just like, I had to keep going and talk about it. Totally. It's absolutely an act of service because it's very expansive and freeing just to witness somebody make it and be in their power. And the more I think about it, the more I realize like it's a safety, it's a basic need to make sure that you feel okay. Because if we don't feel financially safe and secure, how can we possibly be creative and explore all of these pathways? Yeah. You know, like that's what selling. And I'm so passionate about teaching women to sell. It's like when you know how to sell your service, whether you are in entrepreneurship or you work for someone else, when you know how to sell yourself, like you're golden, you can do anything, whether it's in relationships or getting a raise or whatever. So I just love what you're saying there. That's so important that women know how to actually acquire wealth and bring it in for themselves. Totally. So I'd love to know, like when clients are coming to you, what are they struggling with? What are, what seem to be their biggest blocks and how are you helping them 
overcome that for me. I mean, I'll a hypothetical client. You really helped me be like, okay, you need to be teaching people on the internet and bringing value. And that's when I saw a shift, but can you expand on that and what else you see your clients struggling with? That is the number one thing I see in the industry is there's a gap in social media marketing and content creation and offers that we're building. So everyone's really good at building these really juicy offers, but then when they when it comes to talking about on social media, it all of a sudden becomes extremely surface level, fluffy, and it's like no one actually understands what you're selling. And so the the number one thing I work on, I just geek out on this, and I'll I like go off on it to so stop me whenever. <laughs> I, I focus on these two buckets. One bucket is education. So making sure that your content is actually teaching someone something like they could go to your page and view one little square, one post and get so much value or get so much education or learn from that post that they apply it to their life and they get a result. That's where you really see your posts start to get pushed out more, more people buying because they did. It's a free post and you just changed their life. And then it's like, well, they got the appetizer. That's so good. Let me come back for more. And then you next thing you know, that person's all over your feed, looking at all your educational pieces of content. So that's the part where I say, um, it's like the she, she knows her shit content. She knows what she's talking about. She's really smart. She can educate us. She can teach us. The other part of this is storytelling. And this is why, why you? Why should someone buy from you? And this is where you talk about the times you failed at whatever niche you're in, the times you've succeeded, the time a client said something, the client time a client failed, the time the client win won. And that's going to be where people look at you and say, oh, I want to work with Helen. Oh, I want to work with you because you've been through all of these things and I relate to you. And on top of that, you know what you're talking about sign me up. So those two buckets will like literally light your social media on fire and your coaching business. Yes. There's such good advice. I find that in the past, I would feel like gatekeeping this information. Cause I'd be like, well, if I share so much value, why would they, you know, I'm going to give it all away, but that has actually been the opposite. So I wonder if that's been a shift for you too, just realizing like, just give it away because there's going to be plenty on the, on the back end too. You know, y- yes, yes. And and someone asked me that on TikTok live today. They said, you know, I was afraid to give it all away for free. And I think that when we are afraid to give it away for free, give it all away, what we're actually indicating is that we don't believe in our clients. When we say that, and, w- and what we're saying is basically implying that they need you. They need to be in your program in order to get access to the real material to get real results. Mm -hmm. What that does mentor to client creates this relationship where they're hiring you because they need you versus hiring you because they love all your content and they think it's so juicy and they love your story and they think you're really smart and they just simply desire to be in your program. And when I just started giving it all away, this is what happened. Really empowered women started joining like the 1% crazy that are like, building these huge movements, they started joining versus people that were like, you know, the help me sort of energy. And it was just such a shift. Just give it all away. People are going to come. Mm, yeah. And I love how you call it a movement. Can you talk more about that? Like in, in your brand story and your creation, why is it important to build like a movement? Oh, 
Well, I'm I'm wearing my Freedom Queen robe here. It looks like I'm like half naked, but I'm in my Freedom <laughs> Queen robe. It. it says Freedom Queen on the back, but I've always been big on building a movement, building a brand. Because when I first started, Helen, I was selling embodiment work. I was selling move and manifestation workshops where we would dance, we would move, do a lot of embodiment stuff for entrepreneurs. And I say that because to this day, I can drop any offer on the internet, whether it's like fitness or dance or social media or done for you services or finance and people will buy them. And I think that's so powerful, especially for people that are like, I don't want to be niche down. When you build a movement, you are building something so much bigger than just selling coaching courses on the internet. You're building something that people are becoming a part of. So inside of the Freedom Queen movement, we do like this crown thing and everyone gets robes and t-shirts and everyone calls themselves a Freedom Queen. But it's so intentional that I do these things because I want people to feel like they have a place on the internet and somewhere to be that's so much bigger than just, hey, sign up for my eight-week course and then I'll never talk to you again. Right. That's very freeing in itself too, because to not get pigeonholed in, because I think that's probably what holds people back. It's like, okay, well, if I do this, am I going to have to stick with it forever? But there's this natural evolution that happens and you can bring in all of these different facets of self into your work, which is really beautiful. Love that. Yeah. Um, the last question I'll touch on with you, or one of the last is, is there anything that you're reading, watching anything that you're particularly inspired by right now, where you're learning something new that you're excited about? I, um, well, I'm always obsessed with health. I really love health, fitness, working out recently. I would say since August of last year, I hired a personal trainer and it completely changed my mental health. Every single month, I go ham on my health. We have someone cook all of our meals for us. I have a trainer that I meet with three to four times per week. Helen, these are the months where I make the most money. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just geek out on working with my clients on really like instilling in them, make sure that you're moving your body, make sure that you're prioritizing your health. It's going to be so much easier to build a business when you're focusing on that. So that's something I've been really geeking out on in Costa Rica and Thailand, just health in general, supplements, um, transitioning to natural birth control, like going completely off of that, um, movement daily, just really working on my body and my nervous system because I have seen a direct correlation between that and business. Oh, I love that. How have you found that like, it's easiest for you to build new habits and new routines? Cause I think when we think habit, we think hard, but how have you shifted your mindset to allow you to build a lifestyle that is so healthy and, you know, well-rounded? I did a lot of cutting stuff out. Like I don't drink anymore. I cut out a lot of, for my own personal reasons, I just had a bad relationship with it. And I started cutting out a lot of things that I did in my business that I thought was going to move the business forward, but they were just filler activities. Similar to early on in the podcast when I said I would go to the cafe and work, but I would just spend like hours journaling and not getting anything done. So I really took a look at my business and was like, not so much what do I need to add in, but what do I need to get rid of? What in your business, in your life, do you think you need, but it's actually cluttering? It's actually not moving the business forward. And so by clearing the space, by clearing the landing, it, it just made it so much easier for me to be like, okay, I don't do these things anymore. I don't hang out with these people anymore. Now I have the space for 
spending time with my personal trainer, spending time in the mornings um, with my partner, Robbie, like spending time on the things that really actually matter to me and that are going to actually improve my overall, overall well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. And then how for like business, how do you structure your days typically for success so that you have breathing space? It feels good. Like how do you typically structure a day in your life? When I first started, I signed on a ton of one-to-one clients and I was so like, oh my God, this is not the vibe. 12 one-to-one clients in a week. Heck no. So I want to, I say that because I, I've structured my business so I can take on a lot of clients, but not take up more of my time. So a lot of one-to-many, a lot of recurring income structures. And then the private coaching is really reserved for the super high ticket um, clients, which works really well for me. And so I only do client calls Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I'm on calls. Um, I'm meeting with them one-to-one mastermind calls, things like that. Thursdays to Mondays is no calls for clients. I'll do things like this. I will go live. I will, um, you know, go on my mentors trainings and things like that. And then Mondays through Thursdays is when I'm available in Slack. So my clients can Slack me or Voxer me, however they have access. And I don't have any sort of structure where I'm on from, let's say like nine to five. I give my clients a 24 hour response time because I have people all over the world. And especially since I'm always jumping time zones, I've never found it good for my business model to say, these are the times I'm available. It just, it just doesn't work. So on an average day, I'll wake up at six. I'll go have the coffee with my boyfriend. I'll dive into work. I'll clean up any sort of backend things, maybe overnight people purchased and maybe they didn't get their order or, or something, anything like fires that I need to simmer out or work on. And then I'll work with my clients for about two hours. And then I'll usually go and take my scooter out in Thailand and go meet my trainer at the gym or go to my local um, coffee shop here, come back. I like to sit on the couch and watch some educational YouTube videos or listen to podcasts. And then I'm a huge nerd for creating content. And so I could spend like hours in my office dancing and making up content, Helen, that the internet will never see, but it's so activating for me that I, I just love doing it. And then I'll have dinner with Robbie. We do it like five, six o'clock and wind down. And we talk about life and what we've done in our businesses and then get ready for bed. You are just living my dream 2.0. I'm in I'm in the phase where I'm like still doing one-to-ones and I'm working toward building a group program someday soon. But um, it's very expansive to hear you talk about this and just like, you know, the peace that it sounds like you're getting in your day, the connection with your partner, just the ease that, you know, is so possible for everybody. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm so, I'm yeah. so excited for you. Thank you. I Yeah, it's like, I'm wondering too, when you... When you first started your coaching business and you were first signing on clients, because I know a lot of people listening are just trying to get their first client too. Do you remember yeah. what kind of what that felt like and what you put in place to get your first client? And then maybe you jumped to like 10, you know, what, what was that process like? The first clients were, I was hosting weekly move and manifest workshops at five in the morning on zoom in my Brooklyn apartment. And I would put them in a subscription and where they could buy like multiple packages every single month and be a part of these. And what happened was, is people loved them. I was in pure service and people manifested crazy things in, and they would say, can I work with you privately? And I was like, 
sure. I'll charge $60 an hour. Like, sure. Um, and I hired, I actually did. I know you had Gina DeVee on, on your podcast, which is just so like full circle because she was the first business coaching course I ever took. And I put together some packages and I posted about on social media. So my first clients were people that I like knew, like one of them was a college roommate. One was a past coworker. They were all people that I knew. And I started to realize this is bigger. So I just started posting on the internet, very rarely, like kind of testing the water, putting myself out there. I signed on a couple more clients, started making like 2000 to $5,000. And I got to this point where I said, Bridget, you, you have to decide, do you want to go all in or not? Do you want this to be 100% of your income? Because I was still teaching fitness online and I had all these extra little side gigs. And I said, okay, you're going to quit all these side gigs. Just go on in your coat, go in on your coaching business. And that was my first 10 K month. And I was like, I see that I just was not taking this business seriously. I was treating it like a hobby instead of like a real business that has the power to transform people's lives. So ever since then, I've just been treating it like a business and then it, it, I can harvest the actual, um, an incredible business because I'm treating it like it's more than just a hobby. Mm -hmm. I love that you say literally just take it seriously because I find that people will come in to work with me or something and they'll say, I just want to build a business. And I'm like, okay, but we've got to do like base level confidence work. Cause if you don't even believe that you're capable or worthy of it, none of the strategies we put in place are going to do a single thing. So with the subconscious healing, the love that you were talking about in the beginning seems to be the absolute foundational work. Um, do you see that in your clients too? You got to build that up first. Oh, that's everything. Cause it's like, I can give you the strategy. I can give you here, go on Instagram, post this, do this. But if behind the scenes, you don't love your life, you're not epically passionate about this. It's just not going to work. It's not. And so I like, love what you're doing, Helen. I think that that's so key of the inner work, the confidence and those type of things, because that's really what people actually need on the internet in order to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'll ask you a nitty gritty question that I'm just curious about too. So I'm in this phase where I'm posting a lot and sometimes I feel like I'm posting too much, like from a strategic standpoint, do you feel like, how do you see the difference between like TikTok, Instagram, what's too much? What's not a, like, wh- what's your balance like there? Yeah. TikTok quantity, Instagram mm-hmm. quality. That's how I see those platforms especially if you're just beginning to grow on TikTok and for like, I'm only at like 69,000. Like it's not like that, that big, but I have found from posting on TikTok, I've gotten better at what goes viral for me. And I, everyone has a different version of what is viral. And I'm talking about this in our membership this month of how to grow and sell on TikTok. My viral post is different than your type of viral post. So the more you reps you can put in, thinking about TikTok like it's going to the gym, the better you're going to figure out what works on your specific TikTok within your niche. And then with Instagram, I have found that one very potent, high value, like whether I was talking about specific content, one per day works really, really well on Instagram, on your feed, and then using your Instagram stories to sell multiple times per day. 
Mm, that's very helpful. Cause I've been posting like three times a day on TikTok, but it's, I'm feeling like I'm going to burn out my Instagram audience, but I found that if I post those TikToks to stories and then one good one, I love that. That's really helpful. Do you find that sales are coming through TikTok pretty well, or are they still come in mostly through Instagram or how's TikTok converting for you? TikTok all, uh, so Instagram is all mid to high for the majority, high ticket, mid ticket programs, masterminds, group programs. Instagram is that TikTok is amazing, amazing for lead generation and low ticket. I, I had a call with somebody really big in the industry, uh, like, I don't know, two months ago. And he's like, we've never seen someone sell a membership, um, on their social media. I'm like, well, mine's selling right through TikTok. Like people, he's like, oh, he's like, you're blowing my mind. Like we'll have anywhere from eight to 12 people purchase our $50 a month membership right from the just being on my bio on TikTok. I don't sell anything more than that on TikTok though. Nothing higher than that. I invite them to come follow me on Instagram if they want private mentoring and things, but I can just give a, a testimony is that I went on TikTok and put my podcast link right on my TikTok. And within like six hours, we had a thousand new downloads. Mm. So if you're trying to grow any form of long form content, it's amazing for that. Every now and again, I'll plug our YouTube channel there and it'll just grow our podcast, grow, email, grow. And then once they're in your world, that's when you send them to your higher ticket programs. Oh, that's really good advice. That really helps. Yeah. Get them into the low ticket offers. Cause mine would be like the full moon circles, get more people in there, you know, just yeah. community and then, you know, build a relationship. That's so helpful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, so you're in Thailand now. Do you have any plans for traveling elsewhere in the world or what's your life looking like right now? Oh my God. Well, yeah, we're in Thailand for three months and then we're going to Mexico. My boyfriend's in some, um, entrepreneurship masterminds. So we're heading to Cancun for that. Our Playa del Carmen will be there. And then I'm heading to Canada to meet some of my mentors there. I really wanted to do a lot more like masterminding in person, creating in-person relationships because I've been traveling the world. I really, I, I host retreats a lot. And so I like need in-person girl time and friendship and things like that. So I'm making a big point to do that this year. And then I think we're heading back to uh, back to Thailand after that. And we'll be here probably through September. And I hope to bring some of my family out here as well. So they can experience what it's like and ride scooters with me around the Island. Yeah, <laughs> my mom. Amazing. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for being here, Bridget. Such a blessing to talk with you. And I feel, I already feel very activated. Like I've got some new ideas. So I really appreciate <laughs> it. If people want to get to know you work with you, tell us everything. How can we connect? The best way is Instagram. So at Bridget James Ling. And then usually I'll have on my bio. If you want to buy in, there's the make money membership. And that's our monthly action plan to sign on clients. It's $49.99 a month. So $50 a month. And um, if you want to do that, that's on there. Or if you just want to like stop by and say hello, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram and let me know that you came from your podcast, Helen. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And check out the description below for more information. 
And of course, if you feel like a friend might benefit from what you just learned and listened to, please do send it along, spread the love. Final note on my end is that every month on the full moon, I host a full moon circle. So this has been an awesome way to come together as community to explore together. In the first half, we do an oracle card pull and some journaling. And then in the second half, I take you on a guided hypno journey, which is a really potent and powerful visualization for calling forth your highest iteration of self. So check out the description for that link as well. And I think that's it for now. HelenDenham.com has everything you might need. So I love you so much. I'm sending you a big virtual hug. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.